0: Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze Interview interviews straight from the heart of quarantine. This is Aaron. that's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us every Monday morning at bff.fm from 6
1: to 6.30. yo yo Boing. And welcome to part two of our conversation with good friends Anna Mangelsdorf and Lizzie Nahum. And uh, we're gonna get into more more heavy stuff right now, but uh, it's a really important conversation and, and we got so much out of it. So thank you ladies for joining us on the show and I hope you guys enjoy it. We'll see you on the other side. I mean, Lizzie has a crazy story. You wanna talk about your airport story? Oh my god. Yeah
2: I don't want to go back to the US ever again because of that. Mm-hmm. I came to the US to work. It was legal.
1: I'm sorry, what year was this? It was
2: in
1: two
2: thousand and nine. Uh-huh. Two thousand nine, Two thousand nine, yeah. I came to work and I had a permissions and everything and blah, blah, blah. And on my way back to Israel, I was supposed to go back to Israel. There is a, a immigrant in there, you know, when you check the passport and it's like, mm, you need to go to this room. And like, why? What happened? And I, eh, something happened. I'm like, okay. So I'm going with my poi. I came from Finca. I'm going with my poi and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going back to Israel. I don't want to, you know. And he's like, okay, you were illegal in the US and and like illegal no I have I had permission, I was working there and I, I'm not I wasn't in the US for the last eight months. I was in Guatemala in the last eight months. And like we don't care. And they put me like twenty four hours in a they arrest me in a room. I was with like a lot of I'm sorry to say that I'm not trying to be racist or something like that, but a lot of Muslims around me. I don't know why there were Muslims, but there were all Muslims around me.
3: Okay.
2: And and I was there alone, and they told me, okay, you missed your flight. You can go back to Israel. You go to a uh, jail, like in the jail next uh, to the airport, and you can never go back. And you, we have like black uh, stamps on your passport. And I'm like, why? What happened? And I'm like, no, you were like, and I, but I was like, I just call someone and like, no, we don't care what you're saying. So I was like sleeping on the floor, alone, a woman by herself, alone in jail. And I didn't know. And you know, did
1: nothing wrong. Nothing. nothing. I, I came back from Guatemala after
2: eight months in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to go back home to Israel. I didn't care. I think this was,
1: was this in Texas? Yeah, I thought this was Texas.
2: I don't remember. I think I, you know, everything was like, I put it back inside my head. I don't want to remember that. You it, yeah. And so they put me in so after 24 hours, I was sleeping on the floor, no toilet, no food, nothing. They uh, took me with handcuffs to the, uh, Holy shit. the airplane. Oh shit. You know, I was like a very normative girl.
3: I I'm so sorry
2: wall, going with handcuffs to the airplane it was so shaming and when I got back to Israel I didn't have my passport they took my passport What they kept your passport they, my, they kept my passport and they told me just when you get back to Israel go find your passport <laughs> So i like I haven't been in Israel for one year I came back to Israel after one year I'm going after and I'm like, what am I going to do? And I saw this like Israeli girl. I said I need my passport, I don't know where to go. And I start crying and I never cried. <laughs> I start crying like and don't worry you're in Israel <laughs> And it was like so terrible because nobody in the US nobody listened. I was talking, they were hearing, but not listening. And I'm like just listen to me. I have proof. Call this person. Look at my passport. Look at my permission. I just came back from Guatemala. I'm not in the U.S. now. I'm not working. I'm not going back to U.S. I'm going back to Israel. They didn't want to listen. They're like, no, one, two, three, four, fuck, go. So mm-hmm. it was like, oh, my God. It's like talking to a wall. Mm-hmm. So I said, if I have this experience in the U.S., I don't want to go ever back because you can never know what will happen to you. You could go to a gas station, you do one thing, they think another thing Mm -hmm. and they won't care even if you tell them, no, I did this thing. And like, no, we think you did that
1: thing. Mm -hmm. No.
2: Never again. No.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's, it's not funny, but it's like, whenever I travel, people are always like, oh, aren't you scared? I'm like, what? This country is so much more <laughs> dangerous than anywhere I've ever been. Sorry. But it just, it may not seem that way to, you know, if you're privileged or whatever, but yeah, it's scary. It's scary. And it's just, and that's by people who are following rules, you know, legally um, for, for some bullshit. Yeah. But I still think I'm going to get you, I can get you to come visit me one day. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to keep trying. Yeah, I'll never stop asking.) <laughs> we'll just have to come see you. Yeah, but I, I really love I mean, we were Aaron and I were both in Israel during a war, and that was crazy, um, to say the least, and really eye-opening and you've been working lizzie as a volunteer with this organization that i wanted to hear more about uh M- musalaha, musalaha. Isn't that right yeah, yeah yeah can you can you tell us about this organization and how you got how did you learn about it oh well
2: my friend is uh, she's volunteering with this uh, women wage of uh, for for peace and she told me about this musalaha it's a nonprofit organization that uh, promotes reconciliation because I can't say a word in English. Re- reconciliation. reconciliation. Yes, thank you. Between Israeli and Palestinians. Mm-hmm. And they said, we just want you to meet Palestinians. And I'm 40 years old, almost. And I never met Palestinian in my life.
0: Wow.
2: <sighs> okay? And we live together, like, by, you know. Side by side, yeah. Yeah, side by side. And... I met Arabic people, but not Palestinians, it's different. You have Israelis Arabic and you have Arabic Palestinians if you cross the border. And I never met I don't know about how they live, what they do, how they so this um uh these people they said, Okay, we're going to meet you with another woman. It's only for women. There are a lot of meaning, like they can be businessmen, only men, but it's always like Men or women, like because they're Muslims, so it's like Muslim and Christians, and they you know respect the religion because we sleep in hotels and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. So I met these women, Palestinian women, for the first time in my life, and it was incredible for me. We had to meet in not in Israel, in like Jordan, Greece across the border in Israel, across the a green border, if you know what it means. And, and I heard stories that made me like, oh, my God, I didn't know. And the opposite, like they, they, they thought that Jew, Jewish women, Jewish people, they're all soldiers. Like one mm-hmm. of the words for me, you no, know, for me, Jewish is a soldier.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: if, the first, if uh, they were for the first time, if I met a Palestinians for the first time, they met a Jewish for the first time, from the border. Wow. It, it was incredible for me and for the other women, and we shared stories, they shared like very sad stories about death, a lot of death, we have death around us all the time. Mm-hmm. And and I and I shared my story. They shared their story, and I found out so many details that I I never I like I didn't think that this thing can happen. Like it it was like it, it was amazing for me. Like mm-hmm. stories like there was this woman that the first time we met, we had the circle. And she told us a very sad story about her niece that a soldier shot her by mistake. Eight years old girl. That oh gosh. She came back from school and Israeli soldiers shot her. She was <laughs> dead. It was a missing, like, by mistake. And mm-hmm. we, we never shoot children, like, for... It was by mistake. And she <laughs> told me that and I was so... Like, my heart was broken. I came to hug her, and she pushed me. Like, mm-hmm. don't hug me. Mm-hmm. You are all mother murder- murderers. And I respected that, because we just met. Mm-hmm. And after five days, we hugged each other, and she told me, I'm so happy I met you. And Because after five days, we had five days together in the desert, in Jordan, and we were talking, and I was I told her about my family, my family and my background and that I never met Palestinians before and I didn't know how they live and I wanted to uh, hear how I live and what I think about Arabic people. And I told her, you know, before I met you and when I was young, also my family told me that Arabic people are very bad people, they are all terrorists, you know? and. <sighs> When I was traveling and getting out of the country and meeting more people, I realized that, like, whoa, I was nurturing from, a, a, um, from the television, from the radio. And you always hear in the radio and the television, always just bad stories, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. They never told you about the real people. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are human beings behind all these stories. Mm -hmm. so when I told her and about my feeling that I came from this to this uh, a project to really listen to really hear and I really wanted to learn and I really want to help like what can I do to make you feel better what you can do to make me feel better because when I see you I scare and when you see me you scare and mm-hmm. we're well, two nearby people who are not soldiers, but we don't know anything about each other. And this is life in Israel. Like, I can tell you that most of my friends and family, they never met Palestinians in their life. And they hate Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Because in television, they always said, they're terrorists, they want to kill you, they want to do this, they want to do this. And like, no, no, they don't. There is only the radical group that do all this stupid things. And the, the uh, majority, the people are like, yeah, they want to live. They want to work. They want to study. They want to live. Mm-hmm. I think it's all over the world. You have the radical, and you have the small people who don't care about that. You know?
0: What did your family think about you doing this work?
2: Um, it was like my brothers, uh, they're like half of them that I was like, um, asking me but they asked me why, why -hmm. do you do that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It won't help. You won't change anything, you know, and they're all pet people. They don't, you know, that they all want you to die because they want to live in the country. And when I told them about the, st- the stories, because my brothers were very close, like my family, when they listened to me, I affected them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is what this organization wanted to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay? Exactly.
2: They wanted to affect your family. And I'm as a teacher, I can tell you as a teacher, when my students when we talk about Arabic people or I can tell you about you know slavery for example like last uh, yesterday I had a lesson and in Israel we don't have in a, 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 our know, history books about slavery about the black people or the US we have our we have so much history so we talk about only our history so I told, and we talked about, I don't, I don't remember what it was, and tell me, you know there, about slavery in the U.S., and like, what, That's in really the U.S.? And I showed them like, pictures, and I was talking about them, and I was very surprised. So, as an educator, it's very important for me as a traveler, as and as a person who meets other cultures, not just other of my country, like in my country, like Palestinians, talk about uh, uh, not Jewish, not Israeli. To talk about other people. And also German, Anna, for example. You know, I tell my students, when we talk about the, the Holocaust, for example, I tell my students, you know, they, don't, they didn't only kill 6 million Jewish people. They killed also 1 million also, they give a lot of German people handicapped and, mm, and right. mental mm. heal. Nobody <clears> knows that they yes. Jewish people. Don't talk about it. So, all of the, the Jewish person. know you need to know they kill all, also other and like Russian, they kill and like you know, uh, soldiers. So, and I think that only people who travel know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. who travel and hear and learn about other cultures and other people, they know this information.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm very happy that I'm as an educator
1: can pass it to my students. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so, that's, that's so powerful. I loved, I loved hearing your experience. And I mean, that's kind of a recurring theme of this conversation is talking, meeting mm-hmm. people that are not like you and just talking to them about mm-hmm. anything. And it's, it's so simple, right? But it just, why is it so difficult to do? I mean, our country is so divided. We may as well, you know, we may as well all be little countries on our own, you know, battling it out with each other. And it's like, even within our own country, we don't understand each other, you know, let alone Mm -hmm. um, in other, in other countries. So it's like, just keeping this conversation going and talking to whoever is willing to listen. Um, it's just so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And that's so cool that you did that. I love it. As we were there, you know, during that war and, and, and it was interesting because, you know, I was filming, we were filming this documentary and everybody in the States was telling me like, or, you know, they'd be posting like, oh, um, you know, in Israel, they're all, they all want this war. And I was like, I, I'm not gonna say anyone's right or wrong, but from my perspective, nobody wants this war. That's all I'm gonna say, and I'm I'm here. You know, I'm not watching the news, and um, I just feel like once we stop saying it's us versus you and having this line, and we realize that we're all the same, as you said, you know, that can really just eliminate so much hate and fear, and that's what's driving all these forces right now. But
0: that doesn't make money, Ange.
1: Yeah, well I guess that's why I'm gonna be broke forever, To I mean that's why <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's greater forces. It's not, it's not
0: very capitalistic of you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's true. When we're afraid, then they, they they can control us. That's that's how they control us is with that fear, right? It's fear based
0: history also. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That we're that we're raised in. So
2: But you know, this is why we have this now in Israel the women wage uh, women trying to get along to say that we don't want to send our children because men you can't stop this 100% like women they said we don't want to send our children to war like the, we are oh, just all the fighting in Israel and like the women wage was where I volunteer is like we trying to make a change let's try to we really want peace we don't want to send our children to war even when mm-hmm. you were in Israel you know in the war we don't want to to send them to war we know they get killed and in the other side they get killed you know and I remember mm-hmm. Anna you rem- I remember Anna, you didn't want to come to Israel because in mm-hmm. Germany they thought that we are the one who like the violence remember mm-hmm Remember, we talked about it, and it was like, mm. and Angela felt it from the other side because she was in Israel that we, we don't want Israel that we want to have war. We really don't want, nobody wants their children, our soldiers. They're only 18 years old. Mm-hmm. 18 years old. We don't want them to get killed. We really want to stop it. But we are, we are the little people, the one who controls.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, there's no, uh, yeah, I don't know. The old way isn't working. All I know is the old way isn't working. So mm-hmm. we need a new way. And i you know, I don't know. <laughs>
4: but- and, and I think it's very interesting because 2015, uh, 2015- was it right like around and uh, that was the start of uh, a lot of refugee came to to Europe and it's very interesting to see because in the beginning Germany was like kind of open the open their arms uh, and, and said yeah come into our country and now slavery is back in Europe and um it's people are dying at the at the sea and no one cares and I think it's just fucking crazy because um, when Lizzie says no one wants it and people still dying I'm just so I, I I I'm I'm so helpless you know I'm I can't no one no one gives a fuck yeah some people are dying at the sea who cares about that? huh? And in a rich country can't even take them. And their, their own country now is saying like the old people, oh no, we the Muslims, uh, the Arabics, um, they just rape our women and whatever bullshit they say. And um, it's so hard to, to have a peaceful communication with them because I'm very aggressive right now. I'm very like, are you fucking serious? Didn't you learn anything out of your fucking history? God damn it! Move on, okay? And don't be such a fucking asshole. But um, people are still dying, and not and, and people actually get arrested when they want to rescue them, you know? Mm-hmm. And they they have to go to fucking jail because they helped people not to drown. And I'm like, fuck it! I I I, I, I don't get it anymore. I just like all this education I had in school makes so fucking no sense right now in this time. Mm. Europe mm. is just, just fucked up right now. And it's like, I, I don't know why, because actually the countries are, have enough space. They, I don't know, it's why, why are you so fucking arrogant to say, no, we, we can't take human beings to our country to help them.
3: Because actually, it's
4: our fault because we are fucking selling all the fucking weapons and whatever. You know, Mm. Germany is like selling so many weapons, like the whole fucking wars in the the world. Yeah, Germany is uh, number one. And then you get the answer of a war and you don't say, okay, yes, um, we are responsible for this. No. Mm -mm. And if the people come here, they got treated like shit. If they don't have uh, luck that they know someone who's white and uh, speaks German, Man, they went through fucking shit, and I go to—I don't know—it's just very embarrassing. So embarrassing. So fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, as Aaron said, helping others doesn't make money for them, so yeah. Yeah. that's never going to be a priority until we change the system. <laughs> I mean, and I and I, I don't going know. back to that.
0: Yeah, and I was gonna say, you know, and everything that's been happening this week in America, <laughs> this week in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a there was a lot of miscommunication, I think, um, in terms of, you know, social media and, and posting and not posting or doing things or not doing things. And what got lost in a lot of the messaging, I don't know if you two, um, Anna and Lizzie, saw much in we terms of like, you know, you black out. You black out your social media because it's this thing. But mm-hmm. then, um, when people did that, uh, there was a lot of, "Oh wait," the day that you were blacking out everything, there were major elections happening around the U.S. Right? So it was. It's just been really interesting to mm-hmm. see, at least this last week, how it's all played out. Because I, what the point I'm getting to is, it's important to vote. It just is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that message got kind of lost on that Blackout Tuesday. And, you know, it's like, well, what do you follow? How do you, how, do you, how do you do this? And it's like, you have to do your research. You have to look at, you have to dig a little deeper into things. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's where education comes in and knowing other people's experiences and trusting other people's experiences um, and listening to them. But um, the point I'm getting to is I think you got to vote. <laughs> you just have to, at least here in America. It may not,
4: no, you have to. there might,
0: there might be other forces involved. There are other forces involved, but even at your very basic level, like whoever's on your school board, whoever's on any kind of boards here in America, like look at who you're voting in, even to smaller elections. Pay attention mm-hmm. to that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, that's my rant.
1: It's <laughs> <That's> my rant. <laughs> Besides traveling, <laughs> travel yeah, like and vote, travel and vote, and, yes, and, it's and true. talk, or I maybe, talk. or maybe we should just talk. send Lizzie everywhere. Clearly, everywhere you go, obviously, you and you bring peace. You got and yeah. here, mm-hmm. here, <laughs> <the> Palestinian <laughs> women. I mean, everyone you meet, Lizzie. You got to come back to the States. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, I'm not going to force you to do
1: that. But if you want to, feel free.
2: Um, uh, Trumpism. <laughs> yeah. I think it's
1: really important for our listeners to, to hear that from people outside of this country that like, we're scary. We're mm-hmm. scary to the world. It's not just us at home. The whole world is scared because of because of this leader. True. and uh, what our what our country is doing, it's not just us shooting ourselves in the foot. it's like the whole world right mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing to know, yeah like way bigger, it's way bigger than just us, so yeah. Well, thank you guys. Okay. I I have to say it's like four in the morning for you guys collectively. Yeah. Thank you. Four in the morning. I love you so much (laughs) for doing this and (laughs) staying away. (laughs) Hope hope it was worth it. (laughs) Yeah. You stayed up just to like talk depression with us. So thank you. Yeah. Um, But just, yeah, your voices are so important. And like I said, you're us. You're just born in a different country and I just really love your input and, and, Thank you for doing this. Yeah, we
0: appreciate your time. <laughs> and your voices. <laughs> thank you.
4: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, was, I was very excited because it's very important. To, I was very excited to bring like all, like different countries together with different mm. views and different, and it's very important. And I'm very really happy you did this because mm-hmm. it's uh, quite brave as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank and you for putting
2: me.
1: <laughs> I know how Anna convinced you. She's like, Lizzie, we'll drink.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 then you're like, oh, 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 okay. Yeah, let's drink. was
1: <laughs> <laughs> the best Thank
0: you so much again to Anna and Lizzie, uh, one in Germany, one in Israel for talking with us about pretty serious subjects, but also um, being open to to staying up until seriously until the light was creeping through uh, Lizzie's window. I could see it while we were ending our conversation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But thank you so much, Ange, for coordinating that because I wasn't sure how we were gonna do this just because of uh, last week was pretty heavy just in terms of the world and protesting and uh, more more brutality and just, it, it was really great. I really appreciate that conversation, thank you.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, and I'm just happy that we were we have the ability to to have conversations like this because yeah, we we're very conscious about who we have on the show and we're obviously very aware of what's going on right now and it's hard to keep doing this with with what's going on around us and um but the more we do it, especially with people whose voices we think are are so important, the more we realize it's important and we need to keep doing it. So um. I, it lasted longer than we planned, but not only that, after we got off uh, from recording, I ended up talking to them until, for Lizzie, it was six in the morning, and Anna had to go to work.
3: Yes. To <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it was just so great to catch up with friends on the show and off the show, and I was like, well, I can't let them outlast me. I have to stay, stay on this conversation as long as, and Lizzie literally was falling asleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did she, my question is, did she finish that bottle of wine?
1: I don't know if she finished it. Okay.
0: I mean, I'm not judging either way, because I was like, okay, girl, you go ahead and finish that bottle of wine That was while the sun is coming up,
3: right? That was not the first bottle. (laughs) Originally, when we had booked this, you were telling us that Anna set an alarm because she was going to go to sleep and wake up. Right right mm-hmm. and then pulling a char that was the plan <laughs> we logged in <laughs> we logged in and both lizzie and anna were like oh you know what we just said screw it and we decided not to sleep yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I had been up all night until two thirty <laughs> in the morning <laughs> it was five thirty 30 our time and p.m. yeah five, yeah uh five thirty p.m. our time and then we uh uh you guys kept talking and i like was like getting up and doing things as you guys were <laughs> still having conversations and then I like sit <laughs> down and you guys are just like we're still going Aaron actually had to leave and then I was yeah. just like you know what I'm, I'm like gonna- I gotta go guys I gotta go. I'm, gonna- I'm, gonna transfer- <laughs> I'm gonna transfer my Zoom hosting duties to you <laughs> and we Aaron and I bowed out and you guys just kept going
0: <laughs> yeah so I got a text later from Ange about it she's like well we got off and Lizzie fell asleep and <laughs> Anna went to work. We're like, all yeah. right, cool. Hope that worked
1: out for her.
0: <laughs> She's young. Well, it's fine.
1: Well, that's the cool thing too is like, you know, we all met in a, such a different context. We met in Guatemala as young travelers. And what's a
0: finca, by the way? You should tell folks.
1: Finca, it's called finca Isabel. Uh, it's spelled with an X, I-X-O-B-E-L. Okay. In, in Guatemala, they pronounce the X like an S-H. And it's in Poptun, Peten, Guatemala. And it's a beautiful place, just such lovely people and magical nature surrounding you. Um, but yeah, it, it, but you know, you don't. we've never really had a conversation this in depth about these things. And I learned so many new things about them just, just from having this conversation. So have conversations with your friends, talk about things you've never talked about before. And, and you'll, you'll, we, we all have so much to learn from each other.
0: Thanks again to Anna and Lizzie for their time and uh, the conversation that we had with them. It was really important. And I love hearing from people outside of the country about all this Um, we get in our vacuums here, uh, not only in the U.S., but in California and the Bay Area. So it's really good to have these conversations. In the meantime, you can find us at BitchTalkPodcast.com.
1: For behind-the-scenes videos and short clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. It's brand spanking new. You
0: can also find us every Monday morning at BFF.FM from 6 to
1: 6.30. yoing.
0: We are powered by GoTo Productions.
1: Bitch, please.
4: Blood running through your veins of you mothers. Plagening through your veins of your fathers Hope is what they give you Give you up, give you up Language is what they teach you Teach you up. teach you up Was willst du verändern? Was da drin in deinem Tay, du White Bay. Passiv stimmt er nun zu, weil er sich setzt. Er will den letzten Trunk.